<laughs> who do we have here? Is that a Druid IRL over there? Yeah, and who are you? I, I don't know. I'm this fuzzy-headed, silver, silver-haired guy. What? Uh, refresh my memory. Stormy D. That's Stormy it. D? That's me. I'm Stormy there we D. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys, I'm Stormy D. <laughs> And that, that green-haired goddess over there is Druid IRL. Um, thank you for joining us today on Bandwidth and Banter. Uh, whether you're uh, watching on Twitch or on YouTube, we appreciate you and thank you for joining us. Um, Absolutely. Yes. So this is, as we've said many times before, and we will continue to say, Bandwidth and Banter is the highlight of our week. Druid and I both can't wait for, for this day, for this moment uh and we try and pack as much fun in in edification into this hour and a half as we can and the best part about old man garris is that he is is in is in, he he does stuff with uh goblets and warlocks and insomnia night rpg and uh, floats between all those worlds with those circles and we just appreciate him so much and uh that's who we have on yes. the show today we're uh, so excited i know me too here we go there's the man himself uh, at least as soon as the camera lets him pop in. Here we hey! go! <laughs> Hello, how are you? I, I love that. Was that Goddess of the Green? Is that what I, I think I heard? That's 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 perfect. It does suit her, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how how are you today? Mm. Good. How are you? Uh, we're much better I'm now that you've joined us because uh, uh, having distinguished folks like yourself on the channel is what we're all about and, and having yes. a good time. And so we're honored Please, to have so you. The, the pleasure is all on this side of the camera. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on, That's especially with the crowd that you've had on here before. Wow. Thank you. You're welcome. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. We're very excited. So, uh, Oman Garris, please uh, tell our viewers uh, a little bit about yourself and your stream before we get started. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, so I go by Old Man Garris here on Twitch. And uh, typically my streams are focused. Well, I'll start with the easy part. Mm -hmm. I'm an old man. So <laughs> I, I focus on very few things because I can't be all over the place. I don't have that attention span. So I focus mainly on space survival style games. So No Man's Sky um, is kind of my bread and butter. I'm known as being the teacher for No Man's Sky, for new players and introducing them into that and helping people with that. But at the same time, uh, with the background that I've done in gaming uh, in the past, I do a lot more with D&D. Mm -hmm. I'm currently in the midst of converting a world that I created, started around 1981, and I stopped working on it in 1983, so basic edition, and um, on stream, converting that over to fifth edition. Uh, and it's it's a lot of fun. Chat's very, very involved with it. But we focus on really taking that and interacting with it. So even the games that we play and making sure that chat is part of that conversation, whether it's naming a planet mm -hmm. or having me do a challenge. Permadeath is is my No Man's Sky challenge uh -huh. that everyone loves to see when I'm going to die because I, I do die <laughs> uh, in the game, even after seven plus years in there. But really, it's about that uh, that interaction with the chat in, in either one of those two activities that I do. We really try to stay very family friendly, though, honestly, sometimes there have been conversations, especially with chat, mm -hmm. when we go down a serious um, a topic 
for those of you who have been in chat, I am, I am incredibly interactive. I will stop whatever I am doing and we will talk. And, and three quarters of a stream could be just talking about whatever. So uh, we spend a lot of time. Mental health is one of the areas uh, with my background that we, we talk when people have issues and challenges. I'll talk offline with them, continue that, especially when it starts going into personal issues. Um, that's, that's something you don't want in public, not right. necessarily. A lot of people want to keep that private. So a lot of one-on-ones uh, on Discord, of course, mm-hmm. happen to try to help people out there. But that's really what, uh, what this old man is about. Nice. That's, that's awesome. We knew you would be perfect, <laughs> the perfect vibe and the perfect human to highlight today. And yes. that, just, that just shows that, extols that even more. Um, thank you. Thank you, guys. So uh, we're going to jump into the questions now, and I'm going to let Druid lead the way. <clears throat> lead the charge, madam. <laughs> Please share a boring fact about yourself. <laughs> the boring fact? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh... What is boring? Everything is boring. I'm an old man. Let's see. (laughs) Boring. Um, Okay. Here, a boring and irrelevant fact. Um, I am a classically trained opera singer. Okay. I don't know if that's boring, but it's... it's, it's... That's that's pretty boring because opera is... Not a lot of people are into opera. Let's let's be honest, especially okay. the younger generation. Druid, I, a goddess, please. I I, I can <laughs> I, I can see it on your face already. But um, it's it's a, a almost a niche type mm. of an audience that you're you perform for. True, true. That is amazing. That's fantastic. Uh, I love that so much. That makes me now one sometime want, want to come to your to your channel and, and see get a channel point <laughs> redeemed. Sing for us, sing something cool. <laughs> um, that's fantastic. So, uh, uh, tell us a, a little bit deeper. You kind of touched on it a little bit, but how did you pick your Twitch name specifically? What was the inspiration? Um, great question. Uh, it's actually a. a Pretty funny story. Uh, maybe not funny. Maybe this should have been my my boring fact. Uh, my name actually came from uh, my children. So I, I have three daughters, and the whole impetus to start streaming was was also brought up by them. Uh, I used to do mini painting and uh, playing video games, like I think most people do. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, if you're doing that, you should stream. And you know, they were just going at it and at it. They're like, you know, it's COVID world. We're all locked up. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. do it. I was like, oh, okay. And I'm, I'm hyper analytical. Like I have an entire spreadsheet with multiple pages of stats and information as to what to do to stream, how to stream, what hardware. Uh, and, and so I looked into it and I was like, yeah, this, is, this isn't difficult to do. And, and uh, we started down that road. And of course, challenge one is, what do you call yourself? Mm-hmm. And well, the Garrus is easy. It's my name. So mm-hmm. we use Garrus. And then uh, someone was like, man, you're really old. And I was like, okay, old, old man Garrus. There we go. We're, we're just going to go with that. And so <laughs> I, I went and I found that old man Garrus was available. It was going to be a Star Trek name, uh, but uh, that's, that's, that's a little tough right mm-hmm. now. Uh, so we went with uh, old man Garrus. Right on. Thank you for sharing. 
My goodness. I love hearing how people pick their Twitch name so much. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> it's one of my it's one of my like softcore like favorite questions. Mm-hmm. Um what D&D class do you consider yourself to be in real life? In real life? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, ooh. So that's interesting because I would normally have gone with a warlock, but warlocks are more that manipulation type of mystical energy. Uh, burn not not always for the best intents. Mm-hmm. And going through the classes, not I'm going core, of course. Mm-hmm. I would probably go with like a a a D and D. I would say a paladin because I am the personally. I am the. This is my beliefs. This is what I hold to. I'm not going to force people into. Well, maybe that's a cleric, right? Mm-hmm. You're not going to force people into it, but you know what you believe in. You know what you stand for, and. Mm-hmm that's that's you that's what makes you you i guess that is a paladin Mm -hmm. because a cleric is more i'm going to convert you over yeah right so yeah Yeah. i guess a a pal would be paladin i can see both it depends on how you play the paladin or the cleric right Uh, yeah (laughs) yeah but yeah i love it yeah somewhere somewhere between them i was thinking would it be like a swords pal sword pal but no not really Hmm. it would be just a straight pal right on I, I, I totally see it. I could also see a little bit of wizard in you if you consider that technology yeah. is the magic of today. I, I bet you you know a lot about tech, and so I can sort of see a splash of wizard in you. I, I yeah, I, tech is tech is my thing. I've been involved with computers since again. The, here comes the old man part. <laughs> since the late seventies, mm-hmm. uh, you know, every PC I have, I've of course built. All of my kids have home built PCs. Complete network. Yeah, if it's technology, probably I've I've dabbled in it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, I could see that. The you have that in common. Wireless networking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now I have another person to add to my repertoire when I cannot figure out what to do. I have a whole, I have a new person to add to my list because I don't know tech. <laughs> she's, she's not as, not as a tech uh, unsavvy as she claims. She's way, way smarter with software than you would, you would believe. Like uh, she picks it up, picks up software really fast. I found that interesting about her generation and like Starkity's generation, they, they do pick, they pick up software even mm-hmm. faster. Like you and I, like you said, we build PCs, we've built PCs for years, decades even, and it's really easy to understand hardware and putting it together. And yeah, we understand, you know, uh, operating systems and software and stuff, but man, the way they pick up apps and software and be able to figure out all the doodads that's go on behind them, they pick it up so quick. It's amazing. They do, they do. But you know what the challenge is? Mm. If you take one of these away from them, they have a hard time. Where you and I know, hey, keyboard, we know commands. That's we true. know shortcuts. That's right. <laughs> I know. It's a control key and we know exactly what we need to do. We don't need a mouse. Please <laughs> <laughs> don't take my mouse. <laughs> mm. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Going down the same line of questioning, uh, since obviously, uh, you are a, a long-term veteran of D and D like myself, 
Uh, it's interesting you said that you started in 81 because I also started in 81 uh, mm-hmm. and uh, with with basic expert, you know, with BX. Uh, and um, uh, but I, I love talking to folks like myself who've been around for a while. And so our first question is uh, in on this rabbit hole, as it were, do you prefer to be a player or a dungeon master? Um, if you had asked me this question six months ago, mm-hmm. the answer would have been, uh, without a doubt, dungeon master, because mm-hmm. I've been a dungeon master since then. Right. Uh, six months ago, though, a fellow streamer said, hey, um, we need we need a one shot. This was last November. I, I ran a one shot for them mm-hmm. as a DM, of course. And they were like, hey, we're going to start a regular adventure. Would We have a spot open. We'd love for you to play. I was like, I, I haven't been on that side of the screen for decades, literally decades. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll try it. Why not? And absolutely fell back in love with how much fun it is to be on the opposite side of the screen and playing that yeah um the and so it again if you had asked me six months ago the answer would be different Mm. now that i'm back in converting my world that i created back then to a fifth edition though i'm back on that dm spurt of man the creativity and what i can do Mm -hmm. and mainly because the the way that i dm is very different than standard dms Mm -hmm. which is kind of a fixed path with some variability mm-hmm. around it. Right. Um, I don't do that. Mm-hmm. So my worlds and my adventures are very open. Uh, and and can, you can do whatever you want. And I have tables and things ready for that to happen. Right. It's, it's very, and you know this from playing way back when, mm-hmm. you had to be ready for everything. Yep. Right. Hey, we walk into the room, Orb of Annihilation drops and kills half your party. What do you do for the rest of the party? Right. And you have to be able to roll with that or they uh, disarm the trap that you were so sure they weren't going to be able to, to disarm and it was going to set something else off. Mm. Um, you know, going through that and having that is is bringing back and doing this conversion. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember how to do this. This is great. Yeah. Right on. Thank you. That's awesome. Uh, That's what I suspected, but uh, you did surprise me with the whole having recently played and falling in love with it again. But just real quick, who was it, if if you can share, that you... I I can. Uh, Actually, uh, the two people who I am a player with are in your chat right now, and that Goblets and Warlocks was the one who asked me to do the one shot Mm -hmm. and to become part of his Friday night campaign, and then Insomnia Night was also like, hey, we have an opening on our Thursday night campaign. You would be wonderful. Would you be willing to? So those are the two that I am currently playing in right now. Mm-hmm. Right on, right on. That's awesome. So cool. <laughs> it is. And then because of them, I got to meet you, the two of you. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's a win. I, I, I just say that's a win flat out for me. 100%. We're so spoiled. 100%. We're so, we are the spoiled ones, I yep. just have to say. Yep. We're the spoiled ones. <laughs> um, please tell us about your favorite character and your favorite N- NPC that you have created for D&D. Oh, favorite character that I've created and favorite NPC. Oh, okay. All right. Um, 
favorite <laughs> character <laughs> wow you're making me go back i've got to go over over decades literally to think back on both of these uh favorite character I mean, right now I'm playing two very distinct characters and I'm going to say one of my favorite is, I, I guess it would be Lizetti. So I, I am playing a, a cleric mm -hmm. in, in an adventure right now mm -hmm. that is, um, it's pretty hard to to play with the backstory that I've created for her. Mm -hmm. it, and it's again, challenging um, because I'm like, all right, I, I don't, I can't metagame with the knowledge that I have. I have to play with exactly how the dice roll right. and with only what I know. But right now that, that is probably my favorite character, the complexity that I have around it, um, around her is is going to be my favorite though i don't know i i had some really good ones back in the early 80s i still have character sheets them i have one framed um yvonne that that she oh that's a tough one i you're, you're you threw me off on this <laughs> that's okay so if, if you, you want to stick with character. her as one okay. of your favorites tell but, us yeah. what that her is. race and class is uh, so the, uh, for the one that I'm playing right now, yeah, she, uh, so she's a human mm. and she is a human cleric. Oh, you said that. I'm sorry. Can, can you tell us like, what's her subclass or, or, or whatnot? Uh, what's her, you know, what's, uh, tell us about her. So right now, um, we don't, we haven't even made it to subclasses oh. yet. So okay. she's straight up cleric. So low level, um, at this point, but what I've done with her is her, her, so this is set in the world where they're, they're, the gods are believed to have left. Mm. Um, she believes in, in a god called Syrian, who is the god of Druid. You'll love this. Um, the god of rebirth and nature. And the method of rebirth is fire. Fire is all cleansing, all purifying, and will burn away all evils. And, and you will grow with that. Um, I am... That... The, the complexity of that I have with that character is, is what's making it, uh, making it a fun character to play. So her mannerisms are very much, I'm a cleric of the god. I'm, the gods still exist. Syrian exists. I don't care about the other gods. And if you're doing something wrong, you need to be purified. Sounds pretty straightforward. Wow. Uh, the, the challenge, the, the huge challenge that I have with it is there is a weakness for children which is great. And I didn't expect this. And I don't think uh, Insomnia Knight, who's a DM, expected this. Uh, there was, uh, in, in one of the cities that we were in, one of the villages, there were a group of orphans. Mm -hmm. And they're orphaned. They're children. No mm -hmm. parents. Yep. And so now it's completely changed her because now he needs to protect and take care of them. Mm. So uh, the, but she's a cleric. So to protect and take care of them really means she needs to make them believers in Syrian and make them followers and make them clerics and mm -hmm. everything beneath that God who will protect their right. And, and there's the complexity. Yep. I love it. So that's, that's where it is um, with her. And again, the backstory is, is just so built into that. 
Um, I am playing my other character that I'm playing is a, a um, bar dwarf barbarian is is what he's playing. And the I didn't go the standard, hey, let's min max him. Let's let's get in and, and take the you know path of the talisman because that's the right path. And that's going to be able to go and, and break the game. I did Path of Wild Magic mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. with with that barbarian. Mm -hmm. And that just that's, you know, every time he rages, I, I'm rolling a D8 on stream and hey, that's what happens. That's We're going to awesome. go with it. it. It's good, bad, um, typically not really good for him. Doesn't really help or sometimes it explodes in his face, literally. But uh, that's that's it. And, awesome. uh, you know, he's he's got some anger issues because as a dwarf, um, he's been kind of exiled from his clan mm -hmm. because of his rage issues. And his rage issues stem from the fact that his beard never grew like <laughs> a dwarf's beard should grow. Poor dwarf. So, <laughs> oh. Right. So he was treated as a child, even within his clan, right down there. And he was bullied. And, you know, when he would go out, he would just rage. And that's where the wild magic came from. And then he's been shunned because of that. But he doesn't acknowledge magic. I mean, there's so much complexity even around that character that I've built on there. I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and and I'm, I'm looking at, at your chat. Um, Goblets and Warlocks, this is, uh, this is a DM for that, made a good call. When he was introduced to the party, he was not at the beginning of the, uh, the party. He came in, I think, like episode three. Uh, he, he died. He, he pretty much died. He was turning into stone um, and had one turn left. Like, that was his intro. Whoa. He came in to warn them, and a draconian exploded with Petrify, and he breathed it in, and he was literally turning to stone. He was on his final death save when uh, one of the wizards rolled, remembered a spell and rolled perfectly like they needed to roll i think it was i don't know dc 17 and they rolled an 18 mm -hmm. to remember it and was able to save him otherwise it would have been like i tear the sheet up right there hi great playing with you guys in less than five minutes <laughs> <laughs> rolls happen rolls happen yeah last night uh, i was playing my iron man permadeath daggerfall run and yes. uh we we lost 10 weeks worth of work died died just out of nowhere because uh, bad rolls happen <laughs> so yeah. bad, bad rolls happen that's exactly it <laughs> so uh um please tell us about your oldest DD campaign from 81 that you're converting to 5e if you can just kind of summarize briefly you know what uh what that world was about and mm -hmm. uh um you know I what inspired you to convert it to 5e and how hard is that, you know, tell, tell us what you want to tell us about that. <clears throat> I'm so excited about this. Me too. Okay. So my, the world that I'm creating first, I'll, I will start by saying I am, I'm Hispanic. So my uh, parents are from Puerto Rico. Uh, my grandparents are from Puerto Rico and then my great grandparents are from Spain. Oh, cool. Which I think is pretty, pretty standard for, for most of us. Mm -hmm. Um, my my world is the actual island of Puerto Rico. Oh wow! So the the shape of it from the 1700s though. So I've taken the original shape of it, and the the world is set on. You have uh, five different explorers, groups of non-indigenous people, the Taino who are on the island for their own reasons. One is military campaign. They're gonna go and they're gonna take over the, the island for military purposes because it's strategically placed. Another one 
is the religious. Think of it like the religious caste from like Babylon 5, the military caste. Mm -hmm. uh, they're there to convert the lost souls who are on the islands. Another one is the pirates. It's out in the middle of the Caribbean, pirates of the not movie Caribbean. Yeah. Um, and they're on the opposite end of the island. They're against the military, right? Because this is a great strategic place for them. Mm -hmm. And then you have the quote unquote established government um, who are there, the Spaniards, the equivalent of that, who are there. So the, the and this, is, this goes back to the, when I DM, I don't say, oh, you start off in a tavern and you all go down on this adventure. The players can start in any place. I, I have no control over where they decide they go. They're going to be on the mainland and they're going to be like, they're, everybody is hiring. Where do you want to go? Wherever they decide to go, that's where the adventure continues. Yeah. And then their actions that they have there actually impact it. So think of it like a living world, yeah. because what they do will impact things on the island. Yeah. Now they can choose, let's say they go with the military and they choose they're going to go and work with the military and conquer the island because you know they're, they want to be landowners and take over that. They can do that. They can go and they can decide, you know what? The military is wrong. We're, we're, we're going to turn on the military and help the locals. They can do that. They can go on their own. They can go to the pirates and betray. There's so much that's involved in it. The deities are based on the actual legends from the island. And oh, I have it right here. I went and picked up uh, a new printing of the original source book, which is all in Spanish. And it's the legends, the Puerto Rican legends from the indigenous people who were there, Whoa. Uh, which includes all the creatures, uh, the, the stories um, that that they use and they they believe in that the Taino actually do. So um, that's what I'm converting over into fifth edition. That's amazing. That's freaking amazing. I have uh, I did something similar, but not quite as in depth as that in the past. I once did a Greek campaign and I did mm -hmm. a deep dive into the lore, into you know ancient Greece, ancient Greece, Greek mythology, the island of Greece, like just very similar, uh, but obviously not quite as deep of a dive. Uh, and, and so I, I just appreciate the amount of depth and work that goes into that and the attention to detail to add in the elements from actual mythology uh, and, and, and potentially historical elements. It's, it's a unique kind of D&D &D experience. And uh, it was yeah. one of Star Kitty's favorite campaigns that I did. So I think is. that's so cool. I, I, think it's, I think it's really cool because you get to you have so much that you can work with mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it's so different than most of the, of um, like what D and D like lore is based off right, of. Right. So it's really awesome to be able to, Oh, that's so cool. I love, I love history and mythologies and stuff like yeah. that. And I've just, that is so cool. I can't wait to see it's, your finished product. It's interesting product because unfold. I have, I have oh. to twist, I have to change it. Right, because it is D and D, yeah. so it's not just all. Everyone's humans, and it's humans against humans. And so, and, and we were talking about this on the last stream. We had a couple of people who were like, "Well, you know, what are the races? How do they interact? How do they see each other?" Because mm -hmm. there are elves and dwarves and Ganassi. Right? It's an island. Water Ganassi are going to be there. Sure. And then the uh, again going with the history and the the mythos and legends of the island, the center of the island is a, a holy place. And mm -hmm. the deities uh, that the uh, Taino and, and people from Puerto Rico believe in are there. 
That's, that's their place to protect the island. But in D&D, you can't fight deities, right? As much as we, we want to say that. And when I was going through my original material, I had made it where it was, you know, back in the 80s, you, you go through a dungeon, you fight a dragon. So we, we changed that up. And I let chat decide, actually, as to, well, instead of dragons, what should we fight in there? What should we replace that? And, and chat came up with the, and I think it was because of Baldur's Gate 3, mm -hmm. but they were like, it should be illithids. Put them in there, which are um, uh, mind flayers. Right. Mm -hmm. Are yeah. illithids. So mm -hmm. make them the big baddies. Now, so you know what? That would fit perfectly, right? Because with the deities in the center of the island, it's the, the barrier between planes is at its weakest. Mm -hmm. And they would absolutely be able to do that. Mm -hmm. So I've started working on the, how do we bring them into the island? How do we bring those into the mythos that we have for that island? And how's the interaction? And so that's, that's actually where we're at right now is figuring that aspect out. And then how, you know, this is where it's going to get difficult because I've changed it. How do the adventurers get into there? And what are they there for? I already have seven different plot hooks mm -hmm. and seven different missions that they could be going into, whether it's getting a holy relic, freeing some elders from the village. Um, they find the Gith, who are, they were the race that were slaves to the, the mind flayers. And there, there's an uprising, and they're going to help them to try to overthrow and get rid of them. Uh, to actually finding uh, that there is, so mind flayers are, uh, they they spawn out of like tadpoles mm. and yep. they grow and 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 finding that there's been a corruption in one of the pools of tadpoles, and it's killing the the illithid colony, which would be a good thing, except what's strong enough to kill an illithid? That's probably worse, and maybe they have to go and take that on. So a lot of yes, Koki tadpole. That's exactly yeah. You see, somebody knows here. I love it. Koki's are a local um, frog on the island, but um, so it's man. Never tilt is like on top. Atabe, yes, it it yeah. is about Atabe. You are correct. Yeah. Well, never tilted was saying earlier in chat that he's also Hispanic. Uh, yeah. Puerto Rican? So he, yep, Puerto Rican. And Puerto Rican. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. I know. So, Excellent. Uh, Excellent. Wow. I Puerto love Rican. this next question uh, that you get. Rican. Rican. I get it. Yeah. So, so that yeah. is exactly, that, that's the island. And again, I'm converting it over. Yeah. Um, the world has opened up a little bit now. The D&D world right. has opened up. So we have more options. And some things don't work. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. that, that we used to do in basic um, or expert level, right? We, we're used to traps and everything is going to kill us every single thing is going to kill us right nowadays it's not like that right mm -hmm. nowadays everybody has tricks and they can you know oh i'm going to do a cantrip and it's going to do this and and then i'd use my action bonus action move action right you have all of these other things that you can do mm -hmm. so a lot of the struggle is well okay in this conversion this is no longer challenging right mm -hmm. or this is still too challenging and and i joke about an orb of annihilation I, I did have that in there. That that is an orb that you you really can't do anything about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you put something in it, it's gone forever. There is no retrieving it. There is no you know lesser restoration that you can cast on it. So if somebody puts their arm in it, their arm is gone completely. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so the traps have to be reworked. Some of the dungeons and maps need to be uh, redone on there. 
I'm not going to make it as easy as as people like would think fifth edition is because that's no fun. I, yeah. I like having that challenge in there. Mm-hmm. The you're not just going to oh there's the BBEG in the room where we're going to just spread out. We're all going to rush in and we're going to cast spells. Okay, well guess what? It's a null magic zone. No magic works at all in this <laughs> zone. What are you going to do now? Huh. <laughs> I don't time. know. I have no idea what I'm going to do. I guess right? I'm going to go turn into a spider and <laughs> climb up the wall. <laughs> I have no idea what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> Love her sarcasm. That's exactly what happened in, in our campaign. But there, <laughs> there's, you know, and then I have my own elements in it. So as, and Druid, you know this as, as an old player, there are things that can carry over and, and affect it in, in the environment. Mm-hmm. And I have cursed areas of the island where the longer you spend in there, the more you as a player, your, your character is cursed and things start happening, right? They're, they're, they're fighting something, but it's in this cursed area because it's a, I don't know, a couple of undeads or um, something is mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. But they've been in there for three days now. And their hair is starting to fall out. Right. right so the charisma is dropping, uh, <laughs> has dropped a point. But all of a sudden, you know, their vision is better at nighttime. Do they stay in there and keep seeing what's going to happen um, or do they not mm. and try to get cured? Because, you know, their charisma is down and, and they were a, a bard and they, you know, they had an 18 charisma. And now my hair is falling out in clumps. I'm down <laughs> to 16. Oh, yeah. no, right. be a, but, but I'm, I'm getting, you know, some kind of night vision yeah. that I didn't have before. Mm-hmm. Or I have an innate ability. I can do spider climb without a spell yeah. because these lesions are growing in my hands and they're able to hold on to the wall as I climb up. Mm. So Neat you got to balance yep. it. Yeah. So oh. I love this next question that you get to ask, Druid. I'm really looking forward. I know forward. that I'm actually super looking forward to this. Yeah. Um. Because I'm a baby, I'm a baby d and I've This is my very first campaign is being live streamed on Twitch right now. Um, and uh, so I just, I love getting advice and hearing people's perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the most fulfilling aspect about role playing deeply in a character for you when you play D&D? Believing the character. So every one of my characters that, that, that I'm running now, uh, and even in the past, I spent probably too much time doing a backstory. Mm-hmm. And with a backstory comes weaknesses. What am I bad at? What, what don't I like? Why am I doing? What's my motivation mm-hmm. in, in the actor's lingo, yeah. right? What motivates me into this role? And, and bringing that and making that realistic. Not, oh, my uh, family was killed by goblin raiders, and so I hate all goblins. All right, that's okay, but why do the goblins come after your parents? Was it personal? Were they just in the village that was supposed to be paying tribute, and they didn't pay, and they thought they were going to fight? Were they set up, and was it uh, they were there to draw the goblins out so that the army could go around, and so they were bait, right? What actually makes that character that? So for me, and, and I encourage people, when you go to roll a character, before you even start looking at, you know, whether it's D&D Beyond or a sheet of paper and you're working with your, your DM on it, think about what do you want? What, do, what is going to drive that person? You might not have a, a very detailed idea, but you start with that. And then you start 
building on that. And then as you're rolling your characters, let those ideas say, well, I would take this feat or I would take this path or this weapon. And here's why. And make it part of you. So that when you are playing that character, you're not just a person playing. I'm not just a person playing Lizetti or Belram. I actually am that person. Right, right. So I am completely in that role. And my actions, even though there are times where I almost did a, a I almost wiped out my party on it. And it hurt me, Garrus. But Belram wouldn't know. He's in a rage. Belram's just swinging away with his, his two hammers because they're the enemy and he's got to smash them and kill them. Mm. Yep. So having that immersion uh, mm -hmm. is, is, for me, the biggest part. Otherwise, you're just rolling dice. I love it. I love it. Yep. I, I love the art. For me, the RP aspect of D&D is my absolute favorite. Yep. I it, love it so much. It was so much fun developing you guys' characters with you when we got started. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, and can't wait for, for the next season. But uh, we're here for Old Man Garris, so let's move yeah. on to the next one. Uh, this is a cool one I would love to know. As a multi-decade veteran of D&D, what is your favorite edition? I'm going to go with basic and expert. Ooh, nice. Third was pretty good. Third inch, well, no, third books were good. Third playing, not so much. Hmm. But we, we, we received a lot of good information that uh, still can be used mm -hmm. in, in current. But basic, I mean, that's where it all started. I, I, have, I still have chainmail material, and I play chainmail. Um, it's been so long, though, I would have to read through them again to be like, what did we do different in there? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But with basic, uh, you know, the, the whole introduction into it was just mind-blowing. As yes. complex or as simple as we thought it was, it, it really set the standard to where we are right now. Mm -hmm. My least favorite, honestly, I think fifth edition is too fast. I hmm. uh, it is you think fifth edition is worse much, than fourth and what's that you think fifth edition is worse than fourth edition yeah see that's I I'm I struggle with that fourth edition I I almost hate to acknowledge it existed right we all do yeah it, it's that's, just so it was so it, it, it should not have been there yep it's like one of the Highlander movies that people say exists but it doesn't <laughs> um, yeah it it shouldn't be there Fifth is just, and, you know, Watsi said this when they were talking about fifth edition, they wanted to make it a faster game. Yeah. And they wanted it so that new players who are used to video games where things move at a much faster pace, the game would flow that way. Yeah. And while you as a DM, uh, Stormy, you, you run it at a great pace, right? There is RPing. It's not just from one combat to a long rest to another combat to a long rest to another combat, right? A lot of people do that, and the game works well for that, mm -hmm. but it, it's not D&D. &D. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it really isn't. You know, yeah. when I run my campaign, my world, we keep track of time. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to do a long rest, well, that's, that's eight hours. Mm -hmm. Are you just going to lie down in the middle of a dungeon, and you think you're going to be safe for eight hours, and nothing's going to interrupt that? Guarantee it's not going to happen. Yep. I have a table you're going to roll. You better get to a safe space. Wait, it's only been 20 minutes because you had this one combat after you got up and, and broke camp. 
are you really going to try to take a long nap, you know, at 920 in the morning mm -hmm. when you got up and then you're going to be up and it's nighttime and you're going to keep going at night, right? Yeah, it's tough. Yep. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Love it. <laughs> All right. We're getting to the Twitch questions. OK. Um, what drew you to Twitch? My kids. Well, as a streamer or yeah. Yeah. what drew me to Twitch, period? Well, both. Uh, both. Yeah. OK. So as a streamer, my, my kids did. Uh, so again, they're, they're all older. Uh, I shouldn't. Yeah, they're, they're all older. I'll just say that they're all out of college. How's that? And Perfect. they were just like, Hey, you're doing it. We're again, we're all locked up at home because of, of the fear of COVID. So why don't you just go on and do it? And you're already watching some of your friends. So here's why the, what got me into Twitch. You're, we're already watching your friends doing mini painting. Why don't you just turn on the camera and do it? And that's what that's what started it. Uh, it was going to be mini painting. My original intro, if you go to the Wayback Machine and look, was focused on painting miniatures, Warhammer uh, specifically. But I also had a 3D printer, so also models mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. way. I can tell you, I've I've done mini painting a total of three times in the two and a half years that I've been on Twitch, and the rest has been a lot of talk, uh, a lot of talking and just um D, D and video games but no man's sky primarily right 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 on yeah oh uh, so uh, we you sort of have already touched on this because it was it was family that 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 you know pushed you into it but what did family and friends think when you told them that you planned on streaming so my my family was was pretty good and um i i don't know if you know this uh, I, I do a podcast um, with with another streamer, and we've we had an entire two weeks where we focused on communication and our experiences with it, especially before when you decide you want to stream. Mm -hmm. And I used my experiences with that because my immediate family was open to it. Uh, they were like, "Okay, yeah, that's fine." From 8 p.m. until whenever you stop, you're going to be locked in the office. The door is going to be closed. We're going to hear you talking, but you're there's a camera and a microphone and you're doing something mm -hmm. right. So so that was OK. Um, parents, they, as expected, older uh, generation were like, so you're going to be playing games on a camera. Yes, that right. You have to summarize and try to make it easy and like, yeah, and, and talking to people. Uh, and, and they were, they kind of got that, mm -hmm. right? They don't understand Twitch, but they understand you're going to be talking to people and playing video games. So, so that was the, the approach on it. Mm. Um, friends, I, I actually haven't really told many of them because I've purposely, I, I, I see Twitch as a, it's not a business, but I see it as a business and yeah. mm -hmm. how I approach it. And I like to keep personal and business separate. Mm. So uh, I can tell you out of all my followers, I think two people, maybe three people are from my um, local gaming store. And that's about it. Hmm. Right on. The other 1,100 are people from Twitch, not people that I know in person. Yeah. I love but that. communication, I'll just say communication, having to be clear with your family, it's so critical. Agreed. Yeah. Yep. Yep.
I'm also very fortunate as well. My mom's very good about uh, uh you're you're going online today, right? It's uh it's at this time? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes, mom. <laughs> it's very cute. Um, what struggles did you deal with when you first started streaming? Impulse control and time management. Hmm. So I'll start with the easy one, time management. And actually, before I go into them, I'll step back. When I say that I was hypercritical and determining everything that needs to happen before I go live, I, I really do mean that. I, it, I can show you a spreadsheet that you'll be like, oh, my God, why would you go through all that? <laughs> um, and one of the, I said, I'll focus on time management first. One of the areas that I didn't realize or didn't do enough research was the impact of breaking your own schedule. Not the start and stop time, but the, you know, I usually run until 1230 Eastern time, a.m. Mm -hmm. Eastern. Mm -hmm. But there were times where, oh, hey, we just got rated and we, we know what this is like. Got rated. I'm going to stay a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. Got rated. Going to stay a little longer. And you stay longer. And you get rated again. And you stay a little bit longer and you get rated again. Mm -hmm. And we went through uh, what made me realize this is this is bad time management was I did a 21 hour stream because of multiple raids wow. uh, for one game that I was playing it was my first time playing it. Very active community. It was great. And, you know, the we had uh, 1300 people raid in on one of them because they were having some uh, drop weekend. I think it was. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. And, and so I kept going. And then, you know, now you're at the top of the Twitch board. So people are going to go and check you out. So we kept getting raided. <laughs> and then I did a 13 hour the next day. Ouch. And that killed me. Yeah. I am. Mm -hmm. Druid, you could probably do it. I can't, I'm too old for this. OK, I, I'm a, uh, Stormy, I'm a sleep is good, right? I'm a sprinter. I'm not a marathoner. <laughs> 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 um, sleep is a good thing. Yeah. And at the end of that second day, I was like, I, I can't do this again. Mm -hmm. And and I went into the, let me see what happened. What went wrong? Or why did I do it? And so that that was the first part. And I realized, hey, if they raid you, that's great. You still acknowledge the raid to people who are mm -hmm. coming in there. It's okay to take another five or ten minutes, but you you still need to cut it off yeah. because you've made the commitment to your regular people. This is when you end. They have lives also. And I need sleep yep. because I start work at, you know, six in the morning, which means I get up at five o'clock in the morning. So that was um, that was that was number one. Mm -hmm. uh, the other one I said was the impulse control and impulse control for me was the when I started to get some success on on Twitch. Um, I am very much the don't spend money. I am old. You work too hard for your money. When you're starting, use what you have. Don't go out there and buy that $1,300 camera and that $700 microphone and XLR device and a Steam Deck. And because there's always an and, right? Mm -hmm. You always need something else, something mm -hmm. that, hey, the greatest thing ever. And so when I started being successful, when I started, I used my iPhone. Mm -hmm. As my microphone, I bought a 
um, Siren Mini microphone, which was $50 on Amazon, and it's a USB microphone. And I used uh, a pair of headphones. That's it. So I went live with that. When I hit affiliate, I was like, holy cow, that was easy. It's been like three weeks. <laughs> now I can get subs, right? Everybody thinks, oh, I can get subs. I'm going to make lots of money. Uh-huh. And, and I started making some money. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go and I'm going to buy this. And I'm going to buy that. And I'm going to, right, I'm going to buy a green screen. Um, I'm going to buy a Steam Deck. I'm going to, and that control is the, no, you know what? Don't do that. And, and I tell people, wait, wait a year and see where you are. Because if you start spending that money a year down the road, you might be like, I'm burned out because I've, I've done so much. And now I have spent $1,000, $1,500 on stuff that is absolutely worthless to me going forward. Mm. And I can't do anything with it. Yep. Before you do that, before you spend money, make sure it's the right thing. The, the light that I have is, and I still use it to this day, it is a $30 Amazon light. $30 light. Yep. Okay. Little cheap old remote right here. That does it. Let's me change the temperature and the brightness. That's it. This green screen that I'm running back here, it's a $28 green screen. Would I love to have an Elgato 200 or $180 green screen? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Not in my budget. Yep. <laughs> not uh, not going to happen. Right? Yeah, no steam. Yeah. Just... The only thing I've done is I've, I've upgraded my microphone. Right. So uh, you've kind of already touched on this, but maybe you can elaborate a little bit more. What tips can you share to future streamers? Oh, we don't have, a, we don't have that much time to have, have a <laughs> pick, pick one tip. Okay. Then. <laughs> don't spend money. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very serious. Communication with your family if you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Be incredibly active with your chat. Mm-hmm. You have to be active with your chat. Agreed. You're going on Twitch to interact with people. Why aren't you interacting with people? Interact with people. Right? You just, that's why you're here. It's not to play your game. You're playing the games already. You're already playing, whether it's Call of Duty or Minecraft or whatever games. You're here to talk to people. So talk to them when they're in your chat. Number one rule right there. Gotcha. And yep. did I say don't spend money? I don't think yep. I said yeah. that enough. <laughs> <laughs> and, and talk, build up that network and community. Don't fall into the, the Reddit and you, I guess it's not YouTube, but the Reddit trap. Oh, if you follow me, I'll follow you. That doesn't work. Um, it'll come naturally. Be consistent. People will come to you. Mm-hmm. Stay with the game. Don't keep changing your categories on Twitch. Find something you like. Feel something you love. I started with, with Stardew Valley. I can talk hours about Stardew Valley and what a fantastic game it is. Mm-hmm. I've played No Man's Sky since the launch days on my PlayStation. On stream, I have my original disc that's never been patched. Every once in a while, we'll put it in the PlayStation and we'll play that. I'll show the differences and I'll talk. I spend hours talking about No Man's Sky with people. Mm-hmm. And it's always about the people. We do community nights. I talk to other streamers. They know what I do. I know what they do. Mm-hmm. Build that up. Go with people who are like you. Mm. Yep. Your vibe attracts your tribe, as Daddy Dagoth likes to say. Yep. Uh, what do you enjoy most about streaming? The people. 
That's an easy one. I, did, I Maybe I should have thought about that one, but I'm going to say the people in chat. Agreed. I mean, I'm, I'm struggling right now because I have my the chat window here and I see Ghost Reaper, Goblets, Insomnia, Rusty, right? And I'm like, I, mm -hmm. I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to the two of you and I'm like, I, I just want to look over. Let me see what the they're saying. But I know you guys have it. I have it up too. No, the Q&A <laughs> Q part is, is always very fun at the end. Yes. Oh, yeah, look, I'm looking at, them. at Insomnia Night dad jokes. Yeah, I do a lot of dad jokes on the stream. I have uh, channel point redemptions and triggers on dad jokes with text-to-speech in place. Remember that bot I was telling you about, streamer, yeah. streamer yeah. bot? Automatically built in there where people, there you go, you got it. Uh, where dad jokes are a big part of it, right? I'm old. I'm, dad jokes have it. to be. I have to pretend like I hate them so my husband keeps saying them. So <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, no, she gets not, it. Not she gets it. Joke. Not another one. Oh my god. So switching gears a little bit here. Um, how long have you been playing video games specifically, and what was the first one you ever played? Mm. Nineteen. Nineteen. Oh my. I mean, I remember Pong. And it, it would probably have been Pong back then. Though Lunar Lander was, now that was like 83. I want to say that was like 82, 83 when I started programming and reprogramming Lunar Lander. Mm, yeah, it was probably Pong. Uh, and it would have been, let's see, first time I touched a computer. 1978, maybe? 77, 78? Mm hmm VAX, mainframe? Yep. Well, VAX was a mini frame at that point. But yeah. You, Druid's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And okay. then, another thing we, you and I have in common, I once went to a computer camp that my, my folks sent me to, and we got to learn to program basic on a VAX. Oh, you, really? A yep. VAX? That is fantastic. Yep. And uh, the first, my first experience with a computer was the Trash 80, and yep. uh, I programmed a text-based adventure on that. <laughs> we, we all did, right? Right. <laughs> Line 10, okay, echo off, line 20, oh wait, I need line 11 in there somewhere. I can't believe you still remember those. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, I love that. I, though I have no idea, I just love listening to people nerd out. Like, <laughs> it's my favorite. It is my favorite. Um, what is your favorite game? and your least favorite game that you've played on Twitch? Favorite, oh wow. So that's that uh, favorite game. I, I don't wanna say No Man's Sky because that's a love-hate relationship with mm. them. Favorite game that I love to play on stream. Yeah, probably Stardew Valley. Just the, the story and the character development around that and being able to talk about stardew valley um is is that would that be my favorite favorite i don't know i'm on like a darkest dungeon thing right now again oh, nice um That's I'm, I'm looking at my desktop because <laughs> i'm like what, what do i have installed uh, since I, <laughs> I mean i've got 
Path of Exile has has my heart pretty hard. And yeah, Darkest Dungeon is right there, right under Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition. Mm-hmm. Um, not that anyone's ever heard of that, right, Stormy? Oh, are you kidding? <laughs> I think even this this circle knows that game. <laughs> oh my goodness! But um, yeah, that that's it. And my least favorite that I've played. Oh, what, what have I played on stream that I don't like? Wow, I'm going to I'm going to upset some people on this answer that are in in chat because they they use a channel redemption to buy it for me and and play it with me. My least favorite, not that I hate it. Yeah, but, that's a strong word. Yeah. Right. Yeah. My least favorite to play on stream. That was the question that I was asked. Mm-hmm, would mm-hmm. be Space Engineers. Mm. And the reason for that is the game is, I can tell you the game is fantastic. I've seen it. I've watched other streamers. I know a number of friends who are fantastic with it. The challenge with it is, or for me personally, I played the tutorial on stream to learn the game because I thought, hey, that's the right way to learn a game. Uh, The tutorial was never updated with the game. The game is something like 10 years old. The tutorial was like, from year number two and it never was updated to any mechanics or anything in the game so i finished the tutorial i went to play the game and it's like oh no everything is completely different everything you learned none of it works wow literally none of it works those key (laughs) mappings that you did in tutorial they do something completely different in the game now and i was so we tried it for three or four hours and I was just like, yeah, we're not, we're not doing it. Sorry. She's, she's harding. I haven't touched somebody. it since. I'm sorry. I just have to acknowledge the raid. Thank you for the raid. Uh, oh, a raid. And here comes Van, the who is one of those. Hey, Van. <laughs> Hi, Van. <laughs> it's an honor totally to have you not... all. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, to- totally not uh, setting me up. To- yeah, Bully Garrett. Thanks, Van. <laughs> 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 so, uh, uh, w- I have, I, we're super curious, Drew and I are super curious about this. What did you do when you worked for the WWE Pro Wrestling Group? Told <laughs> <laughs> you we did research. Okay. Well, so I, I mean, I, I was not a wrestler. I was in their publications department. I was a mm-hmm. photographer um, oh, cool. for them. So right. my job was, um, I couldn't, I wasn't in the crew to go out uh, in the open area, a lot of backstage mm-hmm. um, photography, a lot inside of the studio, a lot of road, yeah. a lot of travel, lots yeah. of travel. Yeah. Right on. Great answer. Is... <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. I mean, uh, we were curious. <laughs> now I'm like, where, where do they even, I, I, mean, <laughs> I think I even got rid of that from my LinkedIn. I, I, well, you wouldn't. No, I guess there's probably not a lot of garrisons out there. I don't know. I'm like, how did that even come up? <laughs> we, we have, have inside sources. We have <laughs> no. sources. Even though he just totally, <laughs> he, he said in chat. He outed he himself, that was. He? he outed himself. Okay, like, oh. <laughs> All right. I didn't even know I told you that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, the internet never forgets, huh? That's right. Nope. Uh... What other TTRPG games are you thinking about trying out on stream? Hmm. 
So, um, fantastic question, because I'm also in the midst of creating uh, two other uh, campaigns. One is, um, you, you probably never heard of this uh, or have any idea, Star Trek. Mm -hmm. uh, so, hmm, Star Trek Adventures by Modifius. Hmm. It's a 2D20 system. Mm -hmm. uh, I am working on that right now and getting that, <laughs> getting that set up. And then uh, Aliens RPG uh, is the other one, which is by Free League Press. Right on. Uh, so getting that also set up so that uh, we'll be running that. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Uh, speaking of Star Trek, of course, we noticed the green screen is straight up from classic Star Trek. I love it. It's awesome. Captain um, Kirk's so quarters. Uh -huh. It is so good. So uh, what, uh, on the same topic, what other space adventure video games have you played besides yeah. No Man's Sky on your stream? On stream, Space Adventures. So Elite Dangerous mm, nice. uh, would be the, the first one that jumps to mind. I don't know if Warframe would be considered a space adventure mm. type game, but you're in outer like, space. Where, where you're flying spaceships and there's is what I was thinking when I made the question. So, um, yeah, that, the, the first one was a perfect answer. Uh, out of curiosity, have you ever played uh, Wing Commander Privateer? Uh, I have played all the Wing Commander games, yes. Right on. Privateer was my Absolutely. favorite. Absolutely, of, of course. Love that game. Love that game. Right on. Uh, okay, sorry. Go ahead, Druid, with yours. <laughs> I know where you were going with that. I know where you were going with that. <laughs> all right, we're winding down to the last few questions. So mm -hmm. these tend to be the most serious questions of the stream. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. 100%. Uh. <laughs> what's your favorite color and why is it blue <laughs> <laughs> because i don't want to get thrown off the bridge by the night <laughs> gonna walk away from that color of course bt is just all right what is the weirdest sleeping dream you have ever had Ooh. that weirdest... you're willing to share Sleeping dream, not an awake dream, a sleeping dream. So I, I don't, I don't remember my dreams. I'm sure I do dream, but I don't have a great recollection Another of them. One! Another one! Yeah. Another one to add to do my small little niche. Do you have any you recall from your past when you were younger? Um... Yeah, just let me. I mean, I've I've had I've had hmm, I've had strange dreams that are based on like your know, old sci-fi movies. So one of the one that I, I remember some of the details. I don't remember uh, what what it was all about. But there was there, there's an old show from the 70s called Space 1999 mm -hmm. that, yep, um, was was set on it was moon base uh, that humans were up there and we had these great ships that we could fly around in. And then, you know, things happen. We're blasted. The moon is, is blown away and lots happen. I remember having a dream about being on one of the the ships the eagle one when that happens and somehow ending up in a fight with it it's weird again it's the whole star trek thing mm -hmm. but it was 
being commanded by, and now I'm going really down a real dark rabbit hole. Um, it was commanded by, there was a show called The Greatest American Hero. <laughs> that, you remember it. Okay, of course, William Cat is one of my, I based Rylar off of William Cat from The Greatest really? American oh Hero. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but he was in command of it. <laughs> like, oh, man. Oh. That's awesome. That's I can't so... believe you, I'm, I'm so psyched that somebody actually gets that and knows that. Oh, I love, I love it. Yeah. I, 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 uh, big fan of William Cat. I think he's, he's awesome. And, uh, yeah, Rylar is a, is a mixture of him and Forrest Gump. <laughs> so, but right on. Thank you for sharing about your dreams. Um, that is beautiful. If you could be any superhero from a comic book, which one would you be and why? Batman. Okay. Because I'm Batman. Because you're Batman. Okay. <laughs> No, uh, the the complexity of the Batman backstory uh, and the fact that because his parents were killed, he refuses to kill or use firearms or any, honestly, any kind of deadly weapon other than, you know, his vehicles and mm -hmm. fists. Right. Um, but still believes in the justice system and in the fact that no matter how bad you are, you can still rehab someone. You can still help them and they might get better. That, that's a, a huge, and Batman's always been like my number one um, out of it. Right on, fair enough. I love that. Very cool, thank so you. So with my husband. Yep. My husband like, had, does this particular Batman voice that I also have to pretend like I hate, so he keeps doing it. <laughs> um, so I love that. All right, final question. Cupcakes or cookies, which is superior? Cookies. cookies. I can dunk my cupcakes in coffee or milk or I don't know, anything you ever tried? like that. Cupcakes might be okay in coffee. <laughs> it's just going to fall apart if you try to dunk them. Have you gone to Dunkin' Donuts and tried to, you know, take a cupcake and put it inside your, your coffee? That's a good point. It's kind of awkward. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so you should add donuts in the mix, right? Make it like pick one of the three. Ah, mm. mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, then then it would be too complicated. But thank you. Right. For that. I like. Well, and, if I were thinking of, I'm I'm gonna complicate it. If yeah. I were, if it had to be a dunkable thing, I would oh. actually I would go for one of those just classic plain like old fashioned sour cream cake oh. donuts. Hands down, Dunkin' mm. sour cream down. donuts, old fashioned, all mm. wheat inside there. Mm -hmm. With a cup of classic coffee, can't cannot beat it. Now, now, how damn do you, it, how you, do you guys take your now coffee? want a donut. Black. <laughs> That's me. Nothing in it. Straight up. Exactly. Straight up. Straight wow, up. You, you drink can't it tell all. There's drop. There's. No, I don't add anything. If you have to add something to coffee, then it's not good coffee. Hmm. Enjoy the flavor of the coffee bean. Well, well. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, what's the uh, what's your favorite roast? What, you have a preference hmm. of the roast. I mean, I, I do like a good dark roast. So I have been trying a, a honey roast, a, a lighter type roast. Mm, Interesting. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it just, it doesn't, it tastes good. It's like a good afternoon coffee, like three, four, five o'clock in the afternoon. It's mm -hmm. a good coffee. Mm -hmm. But um, for me, I just, you know, as, and, and in Puerto Rico, we have a lot of, um, a lot of coffee that we grow down there. Mm -hmm. That's uh, very dark and, and yes. strong. I I love South American blend coffees. Um, my my 
personal preference is like a medium to dark roast. Mm -hmm. I have a really hard time with blonde roast because I'm not that big of a fan of like the floral notes. I like more of like the warmer, heavier, like cocoa, cinnamon, those kind of (laughs) tones. So, so no, absolutely. Here we're at the at the uh, the the. Uh, sorry, I have to I have to cut off because otherwise she'll go off on, on a coffee tangent. She can't help herself. As a barista, it is it's in her blood, and she's not just any barista. She's a master barista. So I'm a co- yeah, I'm actually a coffee master barista. Yeah. But, so uh, 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 amazing inter- interview, old man Garris, uh, to all of our folks out there. We're, we're just now sharing his link for his uh, uh, Twitch. And make sure you check his About section for all of his other social media links. we got to support amazing folks like Old Man Garris, a lovely human being, brilliant, uh, wonderful uh, gamer, uh, both for video games and TTRPGs, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, man after my own heart. So, uh, guys, got to got to give him all the biddies and all the subs. Got to take good care of this man. All of them, all we, of them. We got to boost him up and support uh, folks like Oman Garris to make Twitch a better place, right? Hundred um, percent. Now we are to the portion of the interview where we are now open up the floor. So, chat. If you have any questions for Old Man Garris, please start, start throwing them into chat now. Also, Old Man Garris, if you have any questions for us, uh, feel free. Now is the time. Feel free this to throw it out there. This is just now an open yeah. floor. I'll I love what Insomnia, before you ask, before you say anything, I, I want to, <laughs> Insomnia it says, follow Garris or I will send Drew to your house singing the song that never ends. <laughs> This is a song I that, this. that never ends. Oh yeah. I'll even do it in fern right. voice, so it's extra annoying. Oh my god, that's awesome! I interrupted you, old man Garris. You were about to say or ask something. No, I was going to say let chat go first. I will. I will come in at the end. Okay. Okay. Looks like Ghost Reaper has the, has the next question. Uh, what is one of your most memorable moments in any campaign that you have been the dun- dungeon master for? That I've been the DM for. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Uh, let's see. Most memorable moments. Oh, is that a good one? Oh wow. There's. No, I think I'm going to go with the the PK one. Okay. Okay. So the uh, party was we were doing a run through another custom dungeon that I had built. And this is, I want to say this had to probably be second edition that we were running this in. Uh-huh. So the party goes in and the rogue uh, rolls to check for traps because that's, that's what you do. And I did the standard, you believe it's clear to proceed. Yeah. And so they, they go into the room uh, and they set off the trap because they thought it was clear it wasn't. Um, the the bad guy, the BBEG, decides that this is, you know, I'm going to come out here. Um, and one of the things that I do is I roll, I have a random table that I roll against. I roll a D100 a lot. And he showed up because of that. And he was going to absolutely obliterate them. Um, they survive the traps and start fighting him unprepared. And he, he wipes the party. 
Um, but they're they're hitting him. They're they're just absolutely doing some great damage over to him. Mm-hmm. They he drops all of the party. He was about to drop the last party member, and the last party member cast a spell. And I'm I'm trying to think what it was. It was probably something like fireball back then. But all I remember is they cast the spell just as their hit points dropped to zero, and it killed the BBEG at the same time. So while everybody died, they actually killed the boss with their like the fight. He had to be at, I don't know, three hit points, maybe four hit points because they had taken poison damage and he was going to go out and he was able to kill it with his last attack. Wow. That's awesome. That is that's a great story. Wild. I would literally sob at the table if I was one of the players. <laughs> that is so wild. <laughs> Now, I've done I've done worse things to players to actually I, I did. I remember this. I did one thing that we, we broke the party. We like couldn't continue um, that day. And it was, you know, there's I think I've seen a meme about it uh, like last year or year, sometime in the past. But it was the they were fighting um, some enemies, whatever. And they went to loot the bodies because, you know, what do you do when you kill something? You loot it. Of course. And they found a note from uh, the uh, child to the father that they had just killed. And they found a picture uh, that the child had drawn of the dad and the child over a gravesite with mom written on it. And they killed the dad who was the last survivor, right? Who was there to help the child. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Moral dilemmas, ethical dilemmas, those are the those are the things that sometimes it's just it, it makes for a, a a memorable, like unforgettable D D yeah. adventure. Yeah, they, they couldn't recover because I, I had more details about it, right? They mm-hmm. they found more information right there while they were looting. And this party, this group of, of beings that they killed, um, were actually just hunters who were out looking for food to feed their families that had been displaced because of the war that had been going on. So it just like, we literally could not continue. The party was like so upset over what happened right there. Yeah. They were like, yeah, we're, we're, we, we can't keep playing today. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I need to ask this before it gets lost in chat. Banana Tom asks, what did you main in Warframe? What did I main? Um, Octavia was one of my favorite. My kids loved Octavia. Octavia is a a suit that uses. <laughs> here's weird. You wouldn't believe it. Uses music to control and do damage to the enemies. Oh, cool! And with that Warframe, you could actually create music in the game and use it in there so that it would play in the game. And if it's multiplayer, they can also hear the same music. What? And it would use like a, a rolling disco ball to play that music and throwing off disco lights and the enemies would all go to it and then it would explode at the end and, you know, damage the that enemies. That sounds amazing. Now I want to play that game. I didn't know that was oh, a thing. Oh, Octavia was, was one of my favorites. Hmm. Uh, so Vanithgar asks... Oh no! Oh no! When is Garrus gonna play VTM on stream? What is VTM? 
Vampire the Masquerade is what oh, I'm assuming. Of course, Van. Vampire the Masquerade. I love Vampire. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you, Van. Um, so, when am I going to play Vampire the Masquerade? Um, I can I can put it on stream. We we can do that. I did not know. Wait, do you want me to play or run? a vampire game because that's two different things mm. yeah if you're looking for me to be an st on it right as opposed to being a player both question yeah <laughs> yeah oh i'm gonna throw that back at van okay. and I, I know van obviously back to van <laughs> back to van i think the next um, one is from goblets and warlocks yeah uh goblets and warlocks asks what was the highest level you played to, either as a DM or as a player? That's a great question. I like that one. We're, um, we're going to steal that for the future. <laughs> I don't think I've ever maxed out a player. I've retired players before they hit the max level. But as a player, I don't think I've ever hit the, the what's 20? Level 20 right now in 5th Ed, right? Yeah. I don't think I've, I've, and I don't think my characters ever will. Um, uh, frankly, yeah, so I, mm, what would be the highest? That's a good question. I, I don't know. I would have to look through my binders and go through all my notes to, to find that out. Probably pretty close to max level. And I'm going to say my longest campaign, well, it would have been, uh, advanced D and D into seconds because that would have been uh, i hate to say it, that would have been greyhawk because greyhawk was was it back then and it's a fantastic world it, it is it needs so much more love it does i, I it, it does really, right it, it baffles me that they that that like going forward they decided to base most of the lore around the you know the, the generic lore of DD around forgotten realms Instead yeah, of Greyhawk, the original D and D world, the original, and and it, I mean, there was just so much built up around that. It 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 should be brought back. It it needs the love. I I have used that that uh, Greyhawk in campaigns many times. I have used uh, source material from Greyhawk to create my own world sometimes, uh, and uh, in fact, shh, secret. That I'm probably going to reveal that that that, that Starkey is going to is going to ruin it for her. But uh, one of my favorite campaign worlds is a world I call Haunt, and it's basically an undead apocalypse world, and it's mm. it's my own version of of Greyhawk, but in a future where the BBEG won, and and uh, basically turned the world into an undead apocalyptic wasteland where there are no more gods. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, but they didn't, they didn't necessarily know they were in the world Greyhawk until they start exploring the world. And so technically the, the characters wouldn't necessarily know the, 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 the significance of stumbling across the city of Greyhawk. Right. But the players, any of them are veterans are like, Oh my God, their minds blown. So that was fun. That was fun. Mm. I miss that world. Yeah, I, really I do, do too. I do too. Maybe you and I can make, make a, a revival somehow. <laughs> that would be fantastic. I'd be in for that. Um, 
Let's Here see. now, folks. They're going to make it happen. I mean, I mean, we, you know. Flip it. Yeah, somehow or another, we can start, you know, letting people know how awesome Greyhawk is and, uh, you know, just advertise it out there. And, and I mean, it shouldn't be hard for us to take that and kind of bring it up to oh. fifth. The world settings are. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, the they technically kind of already there. have some, right? Because uh, uh, didn't they, what, what was the... They they did Tomb of Horrors into a a, a larger campaign uh, in Fifth Ed, and it was actually, but the original Tomb of Horrors was meant to be set in Greyhawk, if I remember correctly. It was. So it was. So technically speaking, I forgot what was it called. Do I even have that that book? Um, and somebody had saying something like Lord. Lord Gasemba. Gasemba. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, he, he was, does. Yeah. So he's doing. Um, oh, he does only Greyhawk. Oh, he does That's only Greyhawk. All. Ooh, right and on. he has a um, Insomnia Night. How many how many years has that campaign been running? I, I can't remember the number, but it's a, a long running um, mm -hmm. game that he has going on. Oh, that's a person. 40 oh, plus. wow. Yeah. Lord Gasumba is is a streamer. Wow. Oh, okay. Crazy. It's good that, that it's not dying then. <laughs> and I'm always kind of using, you know, not necessarily direct pieces from it, but sometimes just the, the concepts, some of the lore, little pieces of lore here and there, you know, I don't know. I never let it die. It's always got a, a, a burned, you know, engraved piece of my heart, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> uh, now let's, let's get to another question. Uh, uh, Vanthar is oh, asking. Oh, so go ahead, go ahead. I think I see. Yeah, I was it. gonna say it's a, it looks like a two-parter. So the first one, the first one is a uh, since you know VTM, what is your favorite clan? And then there's that follow-up question. So we'll let you answer that first, and then Stormy could take that second question when he's done answering. Yeah. Uh, so Zamich would be my my favorite clan of them all. Mm -hmm. So they are a group that is about. Uh, how do we describe it? Um, think the old um, Nasferatu, yeah. right? He controls, everything is his. Um, anything that doesn't belong to him, he's going to control it and take it over. Uh, that's, that's what uh, they would be. Hmm. I have to admit that even though I have played Vampire and Mage and Werewolf, I only got to play them for a short period of time in my life. And so I don't remember all of the clans and stuff, so I couldn't give you a favorite. But I, I can tell you I love the concept of the antediluvians and the mm -hmm. and the whole idea that they were, you know, the descendants of Cain, who was affected effect, you know, the the original vampire as it were. Just a really mm -hmm. be, a wonderful and interesting concept. I just loved, loved it. Just freaking mm -hmm. amazing. I loved Mage, Mage of the Awakening a lot. Anyway, I'm getting off on a tangent. Um, Mage was fantastic, yeah. and Werewolf was too. I yeah. mean, I loved Werewolf. Mm -hmm. Just so much in it. Um, a lot of fun with that, especially if you get a good ST yeah. to, to run that. Yeah. And it, uh, so Van, Vanthgar also asks, uh, following that, what is a TTRPG which you love, but either couldn't get people for or wouldn't want to play on stream? Oh, that's interesting. Oh, that that's a good one. Uh, that I love. Let's not go with old D and D. What what else? What do I love that I could not get people to do? 
That's a tough one. I couldn't even answer that one. I would, uh, I would, uh, this sounds weird, but I would probably go with the Cthulhu. Mm. And the reason why I, I would not stream it, because Cthulhu is about horrors of the mind, right? Yeah. And physical horrors, but really the, the mental aspect and the impact that it has on people. And because my stream is about helping people. Right. It's kind that. of contrary yep. for me to be saying, yeah, hey, let's talk. Let's let's figure things out and try to help them and then run something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's just. Plus, I, that I makes so much it. sense. And, and that makes so much sense. Yeah, it does. It makes perfect sense. And you try and keep your stream uh, family friendly. And it would be really hard to do the adult themes of Cthulhu. Uh, I, I yes. can see that for sure. Um, and speaking of that, mm -hmm. only because you talked about uh, you mentioned something earlier. I believe Modifius has said they are doing uh, Cthulhu set in the Roman Empire. I believe that was just announced. Whoa. So you that's, get to play as Romans uh, and deal with Cthulhu. That's How crazy. much fun is that? That's wild. So that is, yes. The next question I want to ask, I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, I know you technically have the next one, Druid, but I have a, have a question I want to ask him. Have you ever played Gamma World? I did. I have played Gamma World. The original from back in the day or the, the original one? I, I don't know if they've remade it. They, I have not they seen it. They do have a remake of it, apparently. Do they? Yeah. I'm, I'm, people don't know this. A lot of people don't know this, but Gamma World is the original, original, like, uh, like Fallout Ooh. was inspired by Wasteland, and Wasteland was inspired by Gamma World. <laughs> right? I did not. So... Who, who is printing it or, or who's publishing I, it? I don't remember, but I happened to go researching it and saw it on, I think it was Miniature Market or one of those websites that sells a lot of that. I'm like, holy crap, they're, they, it, they either are doing it or actually someone did do it and it hasn't taken off very well. I forget which, which it is. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to do research on that. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, uh, chat, if you have, I don't see any more questions in chat unless I'm just not seeing it. The last one that I saw was the TTRPG question. Mm -hmm. Oh, next question. <laughs> Van, that's funny. Next question. I appreciate your existence. I do too, Van. Van. Yeah. Van. Van. <laughs> Van. Thank you, Van. Van You're super cool. He is. He, he actually is. Mm -hmm. I believe it. Um, uh, because I'm great and hearing my own voice. Uh, do you have a favorite space TTRPG which isn't based on an established IP? Ooh, that isn't based on an established IP. So there is a series, I'm going to look it up because I always mess up this name. And I just or I discovered this last year. Let's go to my RPG folder. By one of there it is one of my viewers uh who we were in chat we were we were talking or we were doing D, &D and he's like hey have you ever heard of the name of it is stars without numbers mm. is the name of it and i'm like i've never heard of that what is that and it is a space bearing rpg game interesting 
that is um, not based on any IP, but it is based on the uh, Blades in the Dark, I think is what it's called, is the core system that it runs on. And it is all about role-playing. There is some combat, right? There, there is some of that, but it's really your, your RPing. So think um, Firefly. Right? Mm. I'm, I'm out in the ship and, and um, you know, the scenario, the scenario that we ran, he asked if he could run that and introduce it to me and a couple of players. I was like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We 100%, we, um, he ran it for, I don't know, five of us and got us all hooked on it. And it was just, hey, there's a salvage mission there. You're, you're flying your ship and you get this, this signal that there's a ship out here. You're going to go salvage it. There's a rogue AI on it, um, and things are happening. It's, it's, it's just a ship floating in space. That's cool. It looks like it took damage. You don't know why it took damage. Is it a trap? Because you're kind of a roguish element, right? You're not the established government. Um, what do you do when you get on there, and how do you play with it? Do you take this AI and, and uh, you know, either shut it down or try to put it on your ship? Do you go and call the government and say, hey, we found this, this ship that's floating in space. Um, what do you do? So a lot of role playing that was based on that. Neato. That sounds amazing. So we, this is where we have to start wrapping up the show. Uh, so we're going to take one last question from the folks. Uh, and uh, looks like Ghost Reaper has the question, an interesting off-topic question. And then if you, if you have any questions for us, we'll, we'll entertain a couple, couple more before we wrap up. Um, uh, Ghost Reaper asks, back to the topic of food, is there a dish that you love to make? Mm. Uh, there are a couple of dishes. So I, I am, uh, again, from where I am, uh, we learn how to cook. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the guys always learn from their grandmothers how to cook. So uh, I'm, I cook a lot of Spanish food, or I can cook a lot of Spanish food. But my my absolute favorite dish would be uh, what either a red or a green curry Ooh. Um, are are probably my like go tos that I will be like I'm hungry. Uh, I got any coconut milk? Great. I'm just gonna go make some. That I'm just gonna whip cool. it together. It'll be done in like no time. Yeah, that's amazing. I love it. I love food. Yep, I love food's food. a good thing. Food's a good thing. <laughs> Food and coffee. I mean, come on. Yeah. How can you go wrong with those? So uh, did you have any questions for us before we wrap up the show? Oh, man. I was just going to ask the two of you, uh, kind of uh, turning around with the question you asked me. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you get your names? And how did you find each other? Ah, that's a great one. Thank you for asking. Uh, yes. Druid, I'll let you go first. All right. So those of you who have been watching Bandwidth and Banter, um, we had somebody on the show. His name is SOC Teddy. He is one of my IRL friends. Absolutely love the guy. Um, And uh, he started streaming during the pandemic. And then one day he comes over and we're talking and he's like talking about streaming. And then he's, you know, then my husband's like, I'm going to start streaming on Twitch. You know, I think it'll be really good for me. Um, and I'm like, what is Twitch? And he, he's just like, all right, um, this is Twitch. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to make a name and see if Teddy can guess who it is just by the username. 
without me telling him who it is. And it worked. Um, the, so, and I had zero intentions of streaming when I first started. And so, yeah, that's how I got Druid IRLs because when we were living in California, my, our tiny little apartment was literally covered in houseplants, covered. Everywhere that I could put a plant, a vining plant, I had, like, it was wild. Our house definitely looked like a druid threw up in there. So <laughs> that's how I got, that's how I got my name. That's awesome. That's a great one. Um, <laughs> my, mine's not quite as, as creative and, and have, has an interesting flair like that. It's actually a, uh, a variation, a nickname that I've had for, uh, for most of my life. It's a variation of my actual name. Um, my name is David Storm. And uh, so people just call me Stormy for for most of my life. And uh, I just, when I decided to make my Twitch name, I was like, you know, uh, Stormy D sounds pretty cool. It rolls off the tongue nicely. And uh, I put the, Stormy D was already taken on Twitch. So I put the SSG on there just to basically be my branding of Storm Saga Games for my YouTube channel. So. Yep. Simple. And we met through people raiding each other. Literally, my my I was a co-moderator for a channel called Just Me Josher with Izo. Izo is also Stormy's moderator. So yeah. it was just one of those like just chain of events. We ended up just talking in chat and here we are. Like yeah. it does literally all like we all just vibed so well. And yeah. now like, it was amazing how we vibed over her playing uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, which is not a game I would play, but it was fun to watch and watch her struggle through it. And, and it was uh, well because I was still learning mouse and keyboard right, at the time too. Right. Um, mm -hmm. I'm very, I'm very new to video games and especially extra new to playing on mouse and keyboard. Um, so it has just been, it was. Yep. And then I high. I have the clip still of uh -huh. when Star Kitty followed me. Yep. <laughs> and it, and then it was really neat meeting expert extirpate fate <laughs> her husband and fellow streamer because we bonded over his name. I was one of the, I think I was like the second or third person who recognized his name was a magic card because it's one of my favorite magic cards and it's his his favorite magic card. So mm -hmm. uh, we bonded over that and uh, and then just because of that we got to know each other better. And it just kind of evolved, like you it know, just naturally all fell into place. Thank, thanks to Twitch, right? Thank you to Twitch. Mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and now, look at we've we've in, increased our circle of friendship with amazing yeah. folks like you, Old Man Gareth. Yeah, we're so spoiled. Oh, you're muted. It's absolutely been fantastic talking with the two of you and getting to know both of you and your chat. I have so much fun uh, with both of your chats. Um, when you're you're on, thank you. Our chat, Ditto. Our it's a, great. a pleasure and an honor to have you. Chats are great, aren't they? Mm -hmm. They are fantastic. We have the, just the most amazing communities. We're super fortunate and lucky, and uh, it's why we keep working for you guys. I want you all to. You, I, I know they know that, but but I just want to say it again. And uh, thanks again, Oman Garris, for coming on the show. We look forward to having you again in the future, perhaps. And uh, um, it, it's been a pleasure and honor. We'll def definitely see you in the stream, sir. All right. Thank you very much. Great talking with everyone. Me too. Oh my God, Druid. <laughs> it's it's just like I say every week. It, it, it's the reason why we love doing this, you and I. Yes. Mm -hmm.
yeah. No, I just... I just always feel so, like, lucky every week. And I'm just like, I get to talk to these people. I'm just so happy that I get to just... Learn and, and, like, learn new things about people. And just to be, like, I... It is just fantastic. I think what I really loved was like watching chat fall in like watching chat fall in love with the people that we're interviewing. That's right. right? That's like right. it is the most it is so magical. Well, and, and then it's, mm-hmm. no, it's, go ahead. What were you I was just gonna say it's easy to fall in love with folks like old man Garris. Yeah. Because he's so authentic and and uh he speaks from his heart and he's knowledgeable mm-hmm. and of course I of course, I'm I'm fangirling over the fact that uh, he and I have so much in common with the history of Dungeons and Dragons. So um, listen, yeah, listen. <laughs> I was just happy to sit there and watch you guys both light up, and I'm just like, <laughs> I love this so much. Yes. You know, it's just so good. I am just so pleased. We are we are it's blessed, wonderful. as it were, by the universe, whatever you want to call that, whether it's a blessing mm-hmm. or a cosmic synergy or a mm-hmm. whatever you know, quantum mechanical, uh, <laughs> thing it is, but, yes. uh, it's, it's awesome. I feel fortunate. Um, yes. and you know what else we're fortunate of? Uh, we have the tantalizing and terrific tan tan tater next week. <laughs> tan tan tater next week. You guys uh, we're very excited. Yes. From the, from My the tater realm people. My husband is very excited. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. Tan tan tater is just a warm, beautiful soul. Just like all the the Spud Solutions and Cozy Chili folks over there. So uh, mm-hmm. can't wait, wait to to grill her with love. <laughs> yes. Yes. No way. Yup. Tan Tan Tater next week, guys. 6 right. p.m. Central Standard Time. Right. So be there. Be okay. there. It'll be great. Fantastic. All right. This is where we wrap up the show. So uh, here we go. Thank you for coming to the show. Please drop a like, subscribe, and comment down below. If you're listening to the podcast, please rate and review the episode. We are bandwidth and banter. Thank you. And good night. <laughs> we nailed it that time. <laughs> good night. <laughs> goodbye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>